Good evening, Patriots. And it's Sunday, September 18th in the year 2022. I'm in central time, so I can say that now and not get dinged for falling into the trap of being the next day on the East Coast. But for those on the East Coast, I already know you're in Monday, so that's cool. Patriots, it's good to be back. Many thanks to Duncan for covering the shows. It's been great. I'm still on the road, but you're going to have regular broadcasts from me now. I had to take a few days off. I just wore myself down a little bit too much. I lost my voice for a few days. But the miracles of miracles as things happen. And um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, you may take, you follow some of these new docs protocols like what Dr. Lee Merritt pushes, and you'll find yourself suddenly recovered and bouncing on your feet almost instantly. So, hey, Patriots, before we begin tonight, let's listen about getting yourself ready for the insanity that's about ready to hit our world. It's called iTarget. If there was ever a story that best encapsulated how bad crime has become, it's the one about Starbucks providing baristas with active shooter training because our cities aren't safe anymore. And while the Supreme Court has made it easier for you to conceal carry for protection, it's your responsibility to be properly trained. That's why I endorse iTarget Pro. This system allows you to dry fire practice with your actual firearm anytime in the safety and privacy of your own home. No more inconvenient trips to the range and you will save a ton on practice ammo. Just download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into your firearm and start your training experience. Improve muscle memory, reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger control, and much more. iTarget Pro comes in all the major calibers, including .223, so you can stay sharp with almost any firearm. Save 10% plus free shipping with the offer code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, when you go to iTargetPro.com right now. This is the smartest investment in your ability to safely and effectively handle your firearm. Plus, it will pay for itself in one day. That's the letter I, targetpro.com, itargetpro.com. Offer code is BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. This is something you want to have. I'm telling you, BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, that is your offer code at itargetpro.com. You want to check that product out. It is pretty cool, and it gives you a chance to really get some good training in, which, I mean, and I'm not kidding when I say this, our world's getting a little crazy. If you haven't noticed, I'll tell you, the clowns are running the show. So, as that, as they say, when you let the clowns run the show, you end up with a circus, and we have a circus going on right here. Take a listen to this piece on this really interesting perspective on the new special master that's looking at Trump's documents that were taken from Mar-a-Lago. So even though you might not know who this guy is, he is a couple hours from being at the center of national news. His name is Raymond Joseph Deary. He's a senior judge at the Eastern District of New York, and he has just been appointed the sole individual special master that will be responsible for going document by document through each of the documents taken from Trump's home in Mar-a-Lago. Interesting for so many reasons, I'm going to give you two of them. Number one, this judge, before he was a judge at the Eastern District, had seven years experience sitting as a judge on what is called the United States Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court. If that feels like a super classified sort of thing, that's because it is. Because the United States Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court is literally the ones responsible for reviewing government applications for surveillance warrants against people that are suspected or confirmed to be foreign spies, like Russian, Chinese spies, that are currently living in the United States that the federal government for national security reasons is electing to allow to live in the United States rather than deporting back to their home country or arresting and processing through a special military court. So needless to say, this guy has a lot of experience dealing with super classified stuff. Second reason this is really interesting, and by the way, why I am going to commend the court in its choice of appointing this judge as special master, this was one of the two requests for special master that Donald Trump put forward. And what we see here is the court doing everything that it can to protect the court's legitimacy. District Court Judge Cannon has no say over what case winds up in her division. And ultimately, look at what she's done at each step of this process. The government said, don't release an affidavit. It's going to be too redacted. She pumps out the affidavit. 
The government says, allow us to keep looking at the documents we seize. The court enjoins it, stops it from happening. Later on, the court releases an even less redacted copy of the same affidavit. And then when it came time to pick a special master, she elected to choose one of Trump's choices. In an unprecedented case like this, where the concerns of political prosecution are high, this district court judge is doing everything that she can to protect not only legitimacy, but the perception of legitimacy. Both are interesting things. For more. Yeah, and both are pretty interesting considering that this is the first time we've actually seen a court work in our states, which is encouraging to say the least. Now, I don't know how many of you watched the President Trump rally at Youngstown, Ohio last night, but there is some really interesting things that have come out of that. And I'm saying all this is kind of, we're going to talk a lot about this tonight in the storm that is coming. Now, obviously, President Trump was his normal, somewhat his normal self, but very serious last night and pretty poignant on his attacks on the aspects of this deep state. Child sex trafficking, uh, looking at the FBI as kind of an illegitimate organization, which by the way, coming those sorts of wordings coming from a president of his stature is basically telling everybody to tell the FBI to go pound sand, which I hope you do. We have He just went through a litany of issues that are right at the core of what all the, quote, tin hat conspiracy MAGA followers have been saying now for years. And these have become prescient in his current speech. But what was most interesting was the flag that was at the back end of his entry ramp onto the stage. Now, some people noted it was a blue background. It was not a blue background with no stars. It was a flag with a blue background and black stars. Now that's very important because if you have not read today, I'm going to give you the definition of what that actually means. And this, what it means is that there are no deals. That if the enemy is captured after it is flown, death is the only condition. Last night was a signal to the deep state, in my opinion. And there's others that are adhering to this very clearly that that was their last chance and that they had for the duration of his speech to surrender and that everything that follows then will be death because it's treason to the United States in which they performed. The fact that he also called out the FBI, it means that those who are involved in this in the FBI, if you're listening, man, I hope that you're shitting your pants right now because I hope you realize what you've done. You've turned your back on the United States of America, the Republic. And right now, if you've got poopy pants, it's not you're sharing that space with Biden and you know what's coming and it's either going to be a firing squad or it's going to be a noose. And if you think the American public won't celebrate that, you're wrong. So that's right. I forgot we had Nadler. So we got Nadler poopy pants. We got Biden poopy pants. And now I bet we got a whole bunch of FBI poopy pantsers. All of them just losing their, their stuff over the fact that this guy, this president, who they've been trying to hang, kill, assassinate, anything they can do to disparage him, has just given them the final signal. No quarter. Patriots, that's a mentality that we have to have right now in this country is no quarter. I have traveled this nation for the last almost four weeks now. And I've had the privilege of seeing this nation from behind the wheel, but on the ground. I've had the chance of meeting many people. I've had the chance of speaking at a number of engagements. And this is kind of a consistent theme that I get, and I want to share this tonight because I think it's very important that we get to where we are. This theme is, that comes out is that many people feel that there's no question of their love of country. There's no question that of their loyalty to the right way of doing things and, and their support for President Trump. There's no question in their fight against the vax and justice for that. But there's an ice, a feeling of isolation. There's a feeling that I'm alone. There's a feeling that I'm detached from the main body of this. And this is what I've observed. And I guess this is what maybe one of the reasons God wanted me on this ride. 
God has taken his army and he's done a brilliant thing. He's taken his army and he's like taking a handful of seeds and he's thrown it across this entire nation. And he's sprinkled it across communities everywhere in this country and across the world. I just haven't traveled the world yet to see it. But it's the same. And everybody that's out there that's standing, that has stood strong against this vac, stood strong against this tyranny, everybody that's out there that's fighting, growing gardens, prepping food, standing strong on faith, building that relationship with Jesus every day. If you have kids working to homeschool them, getting their, your work situation situated, trying to get away from the corporate yoke, or at the very least, getting in a position where you have some autonomy from it, working with the right type of organizations, getting yourself out of debt, working on restoring your control over your health and sovereignty. These are all fundamental issues towards everybody being prepared for what's to come because God has taken his army, and this is what I've seen, and he's taken his army and he's spread it across this nation, all across communities. And the thing is, he trusts in every single one of us that when he calls, we will be ready. The biggest thing is we have to believe in the strength and the trust that he gave us. Right now, this nation is at a tipping point. We're heading into something very significant. I don't know what form it's going to take. It could be very dramatic. It could be very violent. It also could just roll through this election process and be very noisy with a lot of overtures from the left like they always do threatening this or that and doing nothing. They tend to do a lot of that. And we might see a very painful struggle of watching this go through another two years of litigious discussions at the uh, federal level. It's difficult to say what form it's going to take, but what form it will take ultimately, no matter what, is that it's going to fall on us where each we are to bring that light of Christ, that strength in our faith into this daily life, to inspire our communities, to look past the politics, to look past the noise, to put our eyes on Jesus, and ultimately to get ourselves rock solid again as a nation anchored on the rock of faith. Not just the words of faith, but the rock of faith. We have come an amazing way this last year. In the last, I should say, the last seven years, really look at where this nation has come. Talking of faith and seeing a time when so much, there would be so much excitement and energy around pursuing God and a relationship with Christ was unforeseeable seven years ago. Today, it's really starting to pop. It's starting to grow. And we're seeing the momentum. But we have to keep pressing in on this. People are more and more receptive to the simple issue of just giving them a blessing. When you go to a restaurant or you stop by and you get gas, just seeing somebody and saying, God bless you, have a blessed day. Watch how they respond. You transform the moments. And right now, that's the sort of leadership that has to be happening on the smallest level. in our nation. We are really at a critical point of restoring a moral foundation for this nation that we must have going ahead. Now, the issue with President Trump last night, to me, that rally was unmistakable, a massive symbol, a signal as well to all of where we are and to what to come. So again, that gets into one of those very important places of are you prepared? This isn't a time to waste. It's not a time to waste time. We have railroad strikes still in negotiation. Whether they're going to have them or not, but they're still in the. They're still being discussed. We have an unbelievable decline in food production. We have energy issues going on. 
We have the overreach of the federal government, which is running rampant. This is time now to get as active in your communities as possible. You need to know who your leftists are in your nation, in your, in your communities. You need to know them by name. You need to know everything about them. You need to know, if you need to try to find out who funds them, And you need to work as hard as you can to expose that in your community. You need to find out where your sheriff sits on these matters of the federal government coming into your county. You need to find out who's funding the agendas like transgenderism and this other garbage in our schools. You need to know where your sheriff sits on those matters as well. You need to know where your sheriff sits on election fraud and what his positions are if you could prove election fraud. Remember, election hacking, if you've listened to Dr. Frank, who works with Mike Lindell, the, elect, the concept of election hacking is not easy to prove and sheriffs tend to steer away from it. But le- doing legitimate surveys on election fraud, finding out how many people are literally in one household or another, determining and being able to prove to a sheriff when you do true canvassing that there were votes cast that were illegally voted, illegally cast. If a sheriff can see that document, is a sheriff willing to press charges and do investigations? These are really important pieces that every one of us needs to be pressing our sheriffs with And it's a critical time for this. So the whole point of our time is that we have an obligation here and now to be active in our communities, to be as prescient as possible with all the current issues, and bringing those forward and making sure that our sheriffs, our county commissions hear our voice and then organizing locally in your communities to build these neighbor, these neighborhood communities and your, and your strength in your communities, food resources and, and so forth are critical. It's interesting because I know people at a certain point are tired of hearing Trump. Trump's here to stay for a while, whether you like it or not. And the issue is, as I've said many times, You can either ignore it and get frustrated by it, or you can start praying for him to be a repenting president. And that's scriptural. So that is what we will do again tonight when we close, is the fact that a president like this, whether you like it, love him, hate him, I really don't care. It makes no difference to me. The fact of the matter is that no single man has ever had this much influence over the world. And he can change the direction of this world in 265 characters. He could change the direction of this world by becoming a repenting president. And it would be a legacy that would never, it would be undoable for years. So it is time that we take that responsibility rather than always taking, which we do so much good. We, we love to take. We love to want to talk about who's going to lead us and who's going to fix it. And that's not what's going to happen. This country is not going to get fixed by anybody else other than us. So here's some, here's some realities that really need to come to bear. Our military right now has no funding. So for those that are in the camp of the military is in control, let me throw some cold water on that theory right here. The military currently is running extremely low on funds. Special operations units are running at one-third capacity. We have training across the, the force being declined for lack of funds. We have a diminishing ammunition supply thanks to the exports to Ukraine and probably selling most of that on the black market to fund the deep state's pockets. And the most recent is that our military has been told that if they can't afford food, to take food stamps. 
That's the current state of our military. If you're expecting that military to come racing to your safety and your, your support, think again. Because that's the same military that's 90 plus percent vaxxed. So that is not an organization that you can sit and count on that's going to somehow save the day. What's going to save the day is us. Our faith, our persistent work locally, and our persistent prayer for this nation. And that will change things radically. We have a a lot ahead for us in these coming months. But the future of this the way that this country is going to need to go is going to be based on us. And when we keep looking for God to fix everything and we do nothing, we're missing our point. It's interesting to me too that we start getting into topics like President Trump and the the extreme anger that it brings out in people, emotions for that matter. It's a love-hate situation, which tells me that there's no neutrality in the sense of prayer. Prayer shouldn't be either hatred or massive passion for somebody in this sense. We're trying to pray for somebody to steer themselves towards a very narrow and focused point of being a repenting, Christ-loving president. And there's nothing downside on that. That in itself, if a person, if that in itself is part of the way God handles and judges others. So, we have a lot of work to do as a nation. We're doing an amazing shift overall towards the, this whole point of bringing Christ closer into our lives. But what's ahead is going to be very shaking and it's going to shake a lot of the foundations of who we are. Because the truths are going to come out and the truths are going to be hard for many to take. And how they come out, whether they come out in a flood or whether they come out in a drip, I have no idea. But right now, all you have to do is look around to realize that the truth is pouring out everywhere. The main difference is people are, whether people are willing to listen and look. At this moment in time, people are still able to bury their head in the sand and walk through their daily lives and pretend that the normal routines can go on. But so many of these institutions that we know are starting to be eroded away. Financially, the stock market is collapsing. We've seen big drops in the stock market. The dollar's imploding on a, on a global level, and it has to. That means that everything tied to the dollar, those sorts of institutions, is going to have to be wrecked and brought to the ground. And it's only there that you can start to see a rebuilding from the bottom up. And it's there that that quote that we hear, you've heard me quote so often, never will so much be asked by so few, by so many, comes in so important because that is the quote from the Irish prime minister back in 2018, I believe, after his visit to the White House with President Trump. It's a place that we all as a nation are going to face and the world is going to be watching how we handle this. The eagerness, there still is a pretty high eagerness, I think, for people to want to see some form of civil war, civil action, which is disturbing because when we're focused local and we're focused with Christ, those actions don't become civil in any sense. They become securing the wall and they, they become defensive to your local community and most of it resolves very quickly. We're not looking at armies marching across our, our borders or across our nation. Though there's a number of threats that have been deeply embedded and it's going to take an enormous amount of effort in our community levels to be able to secure our freedoms once again. That means that we as a local group, everywhere you live, have to start being vigilant to understand that even your own security and your communities is not going to be able to be handled purely by your law enforcement. There's an enormous amount of burden that will be placed upon them as things roll forward and as things begin to fall apart. That local policing and local community action is going to be critical in maintaining our local security. This gets us right back to the frontier period. So we are literally resetting a nation. And in resetting a nation, we're going to all have to roll up our sleeves and get busy. And to do that, we're going to need 
strong pulpits, strong voices, and strong voices speaking the love of Christ and the power of God, but understanding that that is not love at any cost. We have to start building a strong martial sense in our Christian faith. And that means a strong sense of willingness to understand that there is a time and a place that we have to take a very strong stand, essentially flipping tables. And that time is here. We have a government that is way out of control. And it has become a tyranny against us. It's become a tyranny that is looks at us as nothing more as objects, cattle, to move about, that we fund, that they use our money to, to extort us. And they've lost total sense of what their responsibility is or what their civic duty is to, this, to the people of the United States. Along with them comes a mass of trolls that have decided in their life that they want some, something for free and that they think that they're owed something. Those are, the, those are the real cancers in our society. And like it or not, as disturbing as it may be in actual numbers, the fact is that 95% of those people have taken the shot plus boosters. That's a simple outcome of reality. So we're into, regardless of how we want to look at it, we're into a pretty significant sh- shakeup of our population in our times. And as we look around and we hear the many challenges that we face, whether it's going to be infrastructure, whether it's going to be the state of our, of our power infrastructure, our road infrastructure, our bridge infrastructure, the state of our food production, the state of our criminal court system, whatever that is, those corrections aren't going to happen quickly. Schools are another example. That's a cabal. That is a cabal of power that has no sense in releasing that their control and their whole focus is to destroy, destroy children, to groom them to be part of their future idea of political control. These people that are running this program are pure evil. And in the sense of that flag last night at the rally, there can be no quarter. So that's a mentality that every single person needs to carry with them from now on if we're going to be successful. You can give no quarter to these people. You give them an inch, they will take more than a mile. And they will not stop. Even if you push them back, they'll think it's a win because they see wins over periods of time. One of the biggest failures of the conservative movement is that they see wins moment by moment. If a person goes out and does something and they lose, they see it as a loss. If a left goes out and they lose, they see it as a right step towards getting in the direction they want to win towards. So the left looks at a win over 10 years. The traditional conservative says, if I don't win this fight, then I lose. And they give up. The left doesn't give up. Learn from your enemy. Because your enemy is persistent, it's deadly, and it's not going to give this fight up easily either. But it's going to, the more pressure that we put on locally and squeeze them out of their rat holes and expose them, then the more pressure they're put on nationally and the more ability it is to root out this, this cancer. But this cancer isn't going to be fixed in one fell swoop. There may be some dramatic actions in the coming weeks, like I said, and indications are that there's a, there's, that's possible. But nonetheless, the real fix is going to take 10 or 20 years in this nation. And that's going to be hard, diligent work by each and every one of us every single day, working not only in our homes to build that strong God-centered home with all of our principles of sovereignty around that, but also towards working in our communities to be the light and the leadership there to guide people back to what the true strength in our life really is. The irony of all of this is most of this would end very quickly. Matter of fact, I would argue it would end almost in a day if this nation would do what it must do, which is to simply stop, put their eyes on Christ and put their whole focus on Christ, quit worrying about what justice or vengeance God has to bring and start focusing on that love in Christ and living that way and putting aside anger and, and, and the angst that people have. And I mean that. Because if we are walking truly in the power of Christ and truly in the body of Christ, there is no anger there. There is a pure focus and a 
an intense focus of justice and of a massive concept of agape love and appreciation for the depth and complexity of God's world. But with that is also a knowledge and a trust and knowing that God will deliver as God sees fit. That's when we start getting into the place of trying to second guess God, we got ourselves in a deep, into a deep mess. So the simple walk here is not hard. It's simply eyes on Christ. As we walk on that, the rest of this other stuff is noise. And that's really our path anyway. Because all this political stuff, it's when people embed into it emotionally, you've already lost. So if you can't observe things and see things as just data points without getting wrapped into the emotional upheavals of how you feel about things emotionally, step away from it. Because you're a liability on the battlefield. When we get out here and and if it was a real gunfight, if you have an emotional angst towards one person or another and you have a fervor and hatred towards one thing or another, you'd be any of the teams I ever worked on, you'd have your butt kicked off that team because you couldn't think clearly. Right now is a critical time to wear eyes on target, which is the victory with Christ. Keep walking, all this other stuff. Observe it. Make note of what you see. Keep emotionally neutral on it and keep your prayers strong because when we stand with Christ, all this other stuff is noise and confusion. And that's a simple way of walking, and it's a powerful way of walking. So, for all the for all the noise, excuse me a minute. For all the noise people are making out here about various topics and all the threats that are of the clamoring that you're hearing on the other side, we really haven't seen a whole lot of craziness other than a lot of threat. Each one of us has a responsibility as we walk in, in with God to be honest, to repent as we do, and to keep walking, keeping upright. God doesn't want us to be crushed down like weasels on the ground being honest in our heart, repenting to him as we, as we must, and standing back up. That is how we walk. But unfortunately, there's too much conditioning in this world and expectation that somehow we're supposed to constantly be groveling under this Lord that somehow is merciless to us. God is, if God was merciless to us, we wouldn't be here. We'd already be erased. We were given the sacrifice of God's Son, because we are truly special. And that's, that uniqueness, that specialness of who we are is what we have to continue to understand was, is part of his gift to us. And that's part of us growing. And as we grow, it's part of us, our relationship with the Father, to continue to grow in these times, to take as much in and to be humbled by what he gives and to be repenting for what mistakes we make. When we spend time worrying about everyone else, we spend too little time worrying about ourselves. And usually those that are pushing heavy on others to have to do, to make changes, to repent, to do other things, always worrying about others, they haven't done the work internally to themselves to get themselves where they need to be. It's always easy to point the finger out when there's three fingers pointing at you. So the work really is deep within us. And as we continue to walk this path, we continue to find ourselves on more solid ground. And if you really are walking with that path with Christ before you, you know what I'm saying. That the rest of this stuff just continues to be bigger and bigger noise. It's literally a clown show, a comedy show of the most extraordinary level. And I think that most would agree that there really isn't a feeling of extreme anxiety right now. Rather, it's something completely different. It's a sense of knowing that 
there's something very big afoot that's coming. But there is a certain calmness knowing that God's hand is involved in this, so whatever comes will shake the world, and it will shake the foundations of what the world understands itself to be. And when we get through, this bubble world will look completely different than it does today. Most of what we know in this world is a lie anyway. What we've been taught, what we've been shown, the wars that have been fought, most of those are all fiction. They've been done for other motives, other reasons. Nothing that we've been told is true. And that's continuing even today. Just take, for example, how the vax works. You give somebody a vax because they're supposed to prevent from COVID, knowing that it wasn't going to prevent anything. But now they have to get a booster because they're getting sick. And of course, it's a COVID 2.0, so get a booster. And so they end up with a series of shots. Their immune system depletes. But now it's not about the immune system depleting. It's about a consequence of an unknown new mystery that's occurring that people are getting sick or myocarditis is something on the, on the rise. And so somebody then gets treated for myocarditis, which will, once you get it, you're dead in five years. And then when they die, it won't be because they died of myocarditis. It'll be because they died of some consequential issue of the medication, which they won't identify as that. And they'll die of something else. They constantly turn the lie. And people that are willing to follow that will follow that to their demise. But that's the way the entire world has worked. They're always cutting the corner to turn the lie and re-improve it and improve it to keep you away from the truths. The truth sits within us. The truth sits within the power of Christ and our relationship with him as we walk. And as we walk on that solid place, nothing can touch us. We're truly untouchable from all this other garbage. So in the last four weeks, it's been a real opportunity and a pleasure to move across this nation. I'm on my last 10 or 15 days now. And it's really been an eye-opener that too many, unfortunately, can't do. Because when you start to move around the country and move out of our narrow little hovels that we have, we start to see things from a different way. We start to realize how vast this nation is. We start to realize the enormous resources that are out here. But what's most disturbing, really, of all of that is in spite of the vastness, and when you look at it geographically, how tiny our federal government is in a little spot called D.C., it is amazing how what they say permeates to every level in this nation. When they, whether it's taxes, whether it's the FBI, whether it's Biden's policies, the willingness to fund that criminal network and yet accept that they're going to take away our Second Amendment and our First Amendment, among others, is probably one of the most stunning ex examples of blind obedience I've ever seen. Because it's happened. that's one thing across this nation that's uniform. The willingness to accept tyranny across this nation is stunning to me. Because overall, this nation is too big for these tyrants to, to manage. The biggest grift going is they're convincing the American people to give up, and the American people are accepting. Let me say that again. They are convincing the American people to give up, and the American people are accepting. That has to change. And it only changes if we have the backbone to say no to them. And that means defiance, not compliance. It means doing that from a strong moral foundation, which is through our strength in Christ. And it means pursuing that sovereign way of living that takes us away from the dependency on the corporate infrastructure and puts us back to the mom and pop and the buying local and, and relying on what we make ourselves. That means the development of skills and it means the development of talents that we currently may not have. So it's really an amazing thing to witness on a nation of how the narrative itself has permeated from coast to coast. 
how effective certain narratives are, like the belief in the vax, which is stunning to me, when it is obviously not working, when people are dying, but everything again is about deflection. And yet, as a whole, as this nation, it's still, this nation is still producing, it's still moving along, but it believes that the government is going to control it and punish it unless it obeys what the government says. I give no obedience to tyranny. I give no obedience to a government of men. I will give my obedience only to God. And when we get back to that, and we get back to the power of what that means, then we are going to be restoring this nation back to what it should have been from the beginning. Let's pray. Father, we thank you this evening for bringing us together as you do in a fellowship that spans so many, so much distance and so much time. We're grateful for these times we have to reflect and grateful for the wisdom that you share. Father, in these days, as we now look ahead, knowing that there is a lot of change and disruption coming. What we pray most for now is the clarity to put our eyes on Christ, to avoid the upheavals and turbulence of our own emotions, to quit trying to change the world and try to start perfecting us, putting ourselves before you, being accountable to you, and holding ourselves there in that place to walk more purely and honestly within the relationship of Jesus and to you, Father. So guide us in these times, open our hearts, purify our souls, and we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. So, patriots, there's a lot of hope for this nation. A lot of hope that as we raise up the strength in our love of Christ, we will once again raise up great leaders it will put God first. We don't need leaders. What we need are a nation with eyes on God and their relationship with Christ. From there, we will find leadership that will administer the wills of the people. Remember, our nation was not designed to put leaders to lead us. That's not as it was laid out. In the Declaration of Independence, it was laid out very clearly. God was on the throne above us. We, the people, would execute the desires of this nation and we would select people in government that would administer the wills of the people. That we, the people, were above government and all government and people were subordinate to God. The problem we still continue to find ourselves in is people are looking to leadership to fix the problems. Looking to leadership to be the example to lead others. We don't need an example there. We need, an, we need a relationship with Christ to lead us. And as we have that true relationship in our hearts, then the people that we need to administer the wills of the people will find their way to the surface and find their way to the public eye. But as long as we keep seeking the idols to fix the problems that we can do ourselves, we will continue to be trapped by the by the sin of idolatry and all that comes with it. Our nation is being reshaped and reborn, and it's by God's hand. And all the players that are out here right now are just players. God's going to use everybody that he can and must. And that's something we have to keep in mind. We can't second guess who's going to be doing one thing or another. I would argue that Biden is just as much a gift from God as Trump was for his own reasons just as Obama was, because each one of those moved a nation to an awakening that ultimately is leading us further and closer to the relationship with Christ. Those are powerful outputs or outcomes of a, of a hand of God. God doesn't work like a linear action. He works in many dimensions. And each of those things that we seek, like, dislike, all of those have an effect on us. And ultimately, if those effects are driving a nation towards Christ, 
you might be looking at God's hand. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. Walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tomorrow for Bended Knee. Until then, or until the next time, God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now. Oh, I want to feel something. I just want to breathe again. Dive into the deepest end. Oh, I want to feel something. Let me get back in my body.